visit the Downtown Den, join us through our website, all the W's, downtowninbusiness.com. Stay in, stay safe, visit the Downtown Den. Well, I'm very pleased to be joined by Peter Ryan, uh, a good friend of mine, but also somebody who is a real expert in terms of uh, customer engagement, outsourcing, call centres. You were born in Canada, you live there now in Montreal, but you're a true internationalist, somebody who does more international travel than anybody I know. And I've known many members of Parliament who like to travel internationally. <laughs> uh, but besides that, uh, you've got family in the Midlands, you worked in London for quite a time, and really wanted to talk to you about how businesses at this crucial time uh, can support their customers and get through what is a very difficult period. Uh, please for you to join us in the downtown den, uh, Peter. Hey, Simon, thanks so much. It's great to be here. Uh, always great to reconnect with business people in the UK. As you mentioned, I had the privilege of living in the United Kingdom for a number of years. It's a time that was very well spent. And, and as you know, Simon, I frequently get back to the UK to visit friends, family and do some business as well. So anything I can provide in terms of insight over the course of our discussion, it's my pleasure to do so. Great stuff. And let's start by talking about the economic situation, the global economic situation. Uh, what, what's the impact of the virus, do you think, uh, on, on some of the larger enterprises? Simon, the impact that we are going to see economically, at least in the near to medium term, I think cannot be underestimated. I wrote a blog earlier on this week that I think you saw where I was highlighting some of the concerns that any organization involved in customer experience delivery from the outsourcing side and quite frankly from the enterprise side should be concerned with over the course of Q2, economists as of last Friday were predicting a drop in growth of something to the extent of almost minus 30%. That, that hangover that is going to last if we get this virus under control, if society is able to get the virus under control, is going to last for a long time. At this point, projections really into the second half of the year, I think, are meaningless. But the concern, I think, that so many individuals with regards to contact centers, customer experience management are facing are are going to be a slowdown in the consumer economy. Individuals who are not able to make the purchases they otherwise would have made, whether it's a new TV set, a new washing machine, a new car, maybe it's buying a vacation, staying in a hotel. These are all going to be put off either because they can't afford to because they've lost their jobs or they don't have the confidence that they want to save the money because they're not confident that their job is going to be in place. This is going to have a huge knock-on effect in terms of volumes of interactions. And that's where customer experience organizations, I really believe, are probably going to be shaking and rightly so. You know, we saw this phenomenon with the global financial crisis 12 years back. After the liquidity crisis hit and the stock market tanked, one of the ensuing issues was the fact that so many people just delayed purchases. They delayed going on vacations. They delayed taking on new products and services they otherwise would have bought. That dropped the interaction volumes and that had an immediate impact on the outsourcing community individual companies that handle customer interactions on behalf of enterprise clients. So we're going into some very, very uncertain waters. The, the big concern I think everybody's got right now is ensuring that this virus gets brought under control. But once that's done, I, it's good to see that there's so many governments around the world that are putting in place stabilizers and mechanisms to make sure that at least there'll be some semblance of stability as we move forward. 
Yeah, and some of those businesses are going to be impacted by this uh, very adversely. So customer care is crucial, isn't it? Uh, yes. To remain buoyant, uh, yes. they have to be able to uh, serve their customers, their existing customers, new potential customers, uh, very well. Some clearly aren't doing that during this period. Uh, not, not least in terms of their back office support, call centre support. There's a failure there. Is that right? It's a very difficult scenario that, that we're dealing with right now, Simon. I, effectively, what's happening is you've got a lot of organizations that with all the best will in the world are desperately trying to service the end consumer, the, the end user of products and services as well as they possibly can. But with the restrictions that have been put in place, understandably, by governments the world over, whether it's the United Kingdom, Canada, the Philippines, Guatemala, South Africa, uh, they might not necessarily have that leverage and leeway of being able to keep those individual agents within a contact center. Now, the, the impact of that is that there's a lot of organizations that are trying to move this capacity over to the residences of individual agents, which is having a good impact. But at the same time, it's that migration over the short term that's causing, uh, I, I would say, a little bit of consternation. It's, it, there's a few uncertainties around it. And some businesses have been caught short in terms of their continuity strategy, their, their ability to, to, to keep things on an even keel in terms of delivery. Is that right? There is a concern with that, yes. I think a lot of organizations have thought about business continuity. I think that they've thought about what they need to do to plan accordingly. But let's be frank, Simon, nobody anticipated that we were going to see what we're seeing now. And I think to that extent, once we come out of this pandemic, once we come out of this crisis, there's going to be a much bigger emphasis on the part of individual organizations about what they need to do to plan, perhaps in a more rock-solid fashion, when it comes to being able to migrate customer experience through a pandemic or through a natural disaster or through some type of a societal crisis in the sense that there won't be necessarily as, as many um, holes that need to be filled as we've seen with some of them over the course of the past little while. And, and some of that solution is about having different different call centre sites. So, for example, you know, it's not uncommon for UK businesses to have call centres in the UK, but yeah. it would perhaps make sense for some of them to outsource to another country in case there is a, a problem of whatever making uh, in future. I think you've hit the nail on the head. You know, one of the big things that we're seeing now as we're going through business continuity uh, discussions with enterprises uh, across the world is the idea about mitigating risk, about diversifying risk elements. And a lot of that has to do with moving as much capacity as is feasible not necessarily to one site or within one or two sites, but it's also making sure that you're able to balance that risk out. I mean, Simon, you'll recall the trip that we were on to South Africa for the uh, contact center outsourcing forum that was going on in Durban last November. Uh, a big element of a lot of UK contact centers is to look at South Africa as a means of risk mitigation to move some capacity to South Africa alongside the Philippines, alongside India, alongside potentially other locations in Central and Eastern Europe. It's a very important way, of course, taking into account the ability to migrate work to home. So to have a variety of agents who are working out of their residences that can perhaps come up with different levels of customer experience as well as those domestic contact centers and offshore contact centers too. And, and I'm pleased you touched upon that because there was a shift, there's been a gradual shift towards home-based agents in recent years anyway, hasn't there? And But that 
is going to be accelerated due to this uh, pandemic, do you think? Well, we've seen the acceleration happening already. And you're right, there has been a big move towards home-based working over the course of the past several years. It's mainly been in the United States, but I would argue now that what we're seeing is a much greater interest in home working that's taking place in countries like the United Kingdom or in France or in Germany or in Canada or in Australia. Really, the ability to work from home and the ability to telecommute has been there for the past 15 years or so. But Home working is taking on a life of its own with the pandemic, and I would say is becoming much more of a mainstream alternative relative to what we would have seen before. And, and what about technology in terms of some of these solutions? Many, many people, myself included, don't particularly want to speak to uh, somebody on the telephone, actually rather do it online or via email or something like yeah. that. Uh, call centers, back office support companies have to Many are already very au fait with that and delivering well on that, but that has to be part of the solution. Very much so. In fact, the idea about moving to digital channels is probably more of an issue than it ever has been. One of the things that we've been tracking in the research I've done at Ryan Strategic Advisory, and I do annual surveys of contact center buyers in terms of the solutions they're looking for and what they're deploying themselves in their own enterprise contact centers. What we've been tracking within our scope of research is that annually, the number of organizations that have voice-only workstations, that voice-only proportion is declining. And the digital element that's handling things by online, by email, by web chat, by social media, that proportion's increasing year on year. And certainly any well thought out customer experience strategy is going to be taking into account the need for individuals who are certainly speaking on the telephone. The phone's not going away by any stretch, but what's certainly happening is there's a lot more people who choose not to take the, the telephone as their angle of choice. And that's perfectly uh, very much uh, their prerogative to do so. What's important, though, is to recognize as an enterprise and the outsourcer working with the enterprise what the trends are within a particular country or a particular industry and have the channels in place to make sure that they're able to optimally serve those consumers as best they can with the choice of channel that the consumer wants. Yeah, that's interesting. And, but a real, a real issue in terms of businesses falling over uh, due to this pandemic, my personal experience, and I'm going to ask you if you've any, uh, you're aware of any horror stories or any examples where businesses have, have not done particularly well. Uh, EasyJet, a, a prominent business within the UK, completely failing to be able to deal with customers uh, at, this, at this stage, uh, not least with their uh, failure from the back office support. Uh, any other examples like that that you're aware of? I think that there's certainly been a lot of organizations that have been caught out uh, by surprise with what's happened uh, in terms of the restrictions based on the pandemic, workplace restrictions, etc. But what I'm heartened to see is the number of organizations that have been able to step up to the plate and move very quickly in, agile, in an agile fashion to get capacity moved into facilities around the world or potentially move agents to their residences and be able to pick up the slack and be able to pick up some of these calls or interactions that otherwise might have gone unanswered. Uh, you know, Simon, I, I think that one of the things I'm heartened by, and I'm hearing a lot about, and I know that you are too, within the contact center space, is the extent to which that we're seeing organizations running contact centers that are putting in place 
healthcare provisions or pro security provisions around sanitary uh, elements to make sure that agents are social distancing, that they're kept safe. If there's any symptoms that come up that they're going to be looked at and tested for COVID and they're going to be treated in a very compassionate and empathetic fashion to make sure that they're not able to necessarily pass the, the virus on, but they're also treated as people who've got legitimate healthcare concerns. I've been following this over the course of the past few weeks and the, the, the testimonials we're getting from places like South Africa or from Guatemala or from Mexico or from the Philippines or India, it's truly, I, I would say, heartwarming. And it, it, it certainly is something that I think reinforces the value and the need uh, to make sure that the most prized asset within the contact center, i.e. the agents, are well looked after. Yeah, yeah. This this is really a crucial aspect to any business, isn't it? Large or small, that that relationship between uh, your business and the customer uh, could not be more important. Yeah, very much so. And you know, the the brand ambassadors, the individuals on the front lines, they're really what counts in this whole dynamic. The ability to retain a customer, the ability to make sure that a customer decides that they want to continue to spend their money with your organization to a very large degree depends on the individual that you're interacting with as an end user, making sure that these individuals are well paid, that they're well treated, that they're in a good healthy state and that they can be confident coming to and from work is so, so important. That's good. Let me finish, Peter. I really appreciate the contribution you've made. But let me finish by talking about the annual event that, that you hold. Uh, it was supposed to be taking place in a couple of months, but obviously that's been delayed. But tell us more about what usually goes on there. Sure. Uh, thanks for uh, teeing that up, Simon. I, it's a, the event itself is called CX Outsourcers. Now, it's a project that I work in conjunction with Knowledge Executive. Uh, my friend Mark Angus is, a, is a, a big part of it, who I work with. What we do is we attempt to bring together individuals who are involved in customer experience delivery from the outsource side, leaders, CEOs, EVPs, together into one spot over the course of a day and a half. And our objective is to educate them with as much information as they need to know to come out of the CX Outsourcers event, knowing more and being in a better position to compete than they were coming in the previous two days. Now, uh, as you mentioned, the event for 2020 was slated for Las Vegas at the end of June. Unfortunately, given the circumstances, we are postponing that event. It is one that we are, are desperately hoping that we're going to be able to carry through with in 2020. Unfortunately, with the current health situation, we want to make sure that people can be confident to attend the event in a safe, secure, and healthy fashion. So we are postponing until further notice, but certainly watch this space. And we're very excited that our 2021 event, I'm, I'm happy to say, is uh, slated for the United Kingdom. Yeah, great. We, well, we look forward to hosting you uh, back over here, Peter. It would be a delight to see you. Let me say thank you for sharing your knowledge and understanding of these issues. It's a, a very important time. Really nice to have you in the downtown den. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. And can I wish everybody, all my friends, family, and business colleagues in the United Kingdom uh, a very safe and very healthy rest of 2020. It's a tough time we're going through, but collectively we will get through it. And I, I think that just if I can share one thing before I go, Simon, there's sure. been an initiative here in Montreal where um, families with children are asking their kids to draw rainbows and put them in the window with a little slogan underneath called Ça va bien aller, 
and in English that translates to we'll get through this all in, in good good form. And uh, if I can just pass on my, my best wishes to everybody to the UK, and I'm certain that we will, whether it's the United Kingdom or Canada, we will get through this in good form. Great. Great to hear from you, Peter. Thank you. Thanks, Simon.